Welcome to Gutter Trash Halloween Special Sode 1 2014 Edition. My name is Eric. Hello. This is weird for me. Uh, dear listener. Uh, you may have noticed that it's, uh, been a little bit of time since, uh, there was the last, uh, was an episode of Gutter Trash for your ear holes. Uh, there is, uh, a reason for that. I'm not gonna get very much into it, but, uh, all I will say is that, uh, uh, we just, uh, needed to take some time off. Uh, Jason, uh, needed some, some time to, uh, sort of reflect on, uh, everything that happened this past summer. I think that we can all agree that, uh, it was not a very good summer for the Gutter Trash family. Uh, so while I certainly would like to give Jason as much time as he possibly needs, cause we will be back! I can guarantee you that. Uh, you know, it, it, it again, as I said, I, I'm more than willing to give him the time he needs, but, uh, I like doing this show, and, I like doing this show in October, and it would not be a proper October without some Halloween special sodes from Gutter Trash, and so I insisted that I do this, and to replace Jason, uh, I have called upon the cast of regulars of, of the Gutter Trash guest hosts, uh, or just guests in general, uh, to help me out here to celebrate the Halloween season. And, of course, we cannot do Halloween uh, without kicking it off with our very own Matt Brasfield. Yep. Wouldn't it be the same without me? Nope. And, and I, now that I'm thinking about it, um, when Jason took his Canada adventure, uh-huh. I was his replacement for that. Too. Yes, you, yes, you were. <laughs> uh, one of, I believe, because yep. uh, I think Joe came in for another. Yep. Uh, but, uh, Joe will also be here for, for a future Halloween special sode. So it's me and Joe. We're, uh, we're... you and Joe are the, the go-to guys whenever, uh, uh, tragedy befalls Jason, like <laughs> going to Canada. Going to Canada. Yep. Well, we uh, thought he wasn't coming back. Huh? Well, we thought he wasn't coming back. Then maybe it would have been better if he didn't. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Uh, you the never Canadians know. love Jason. <laughs> they do. And they can have him. Aw, then Jason can have the Canadians, because fuck those people. But Jason, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> do you think that Jason enjoyed his time in Canada? Um, he claims to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Claims. He claims a lot of things. He does claim a lot of things. It's uh, Halloween. It is coming up soon, yeah. by the by the end of this month. And actually, it will be. Yep. At, at the very end of this month, it will be Halloween. Yeah. That is the way it works. The Halloween time, though. Yeah. I did, uh, I saw something on Facebook that, uh, I, I hope it was fake. I hope it was fake. Uh-oh. Uh, but somebody posted a link to, uh, you know, you know what Snopes is. Mm-hmm. Snopes.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted a link to a Snopes article. Uh, because it was, uh, someone claiming that, uh, this year was the first time in 666 years that Halloween would fall on a Friday the 13th. Uh-oh. But that's not true at all. Yeah. Because it's the 31st. 
Halloween is always on the thirty on the thirty first. No matter what. Yeah, I, I think whoever wrote that article is a little confused. Well, the the article is is you know saying basically what we just said that uh, that is impossible. Yes, because Halloween is always on the thirty first. <laughs> but what I am hoping is fake is that somebody even claimed that in the first place. I would assume it was it's it's an internet ruse, if I, you will. I hope. But at the same time, I can't put it past the world to be that fucking moronic. That's true. According to the, the internet, too, all of us are going to have the Ebola virus in no time as well. Well, I'm sure that'll happen. Well, yeah. The internet says it. Uh-huh. So, Well, you know, just... Uh, I think it's going to hit on October 13th, Halloween. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that's two days away. Oh, man. <laughs> We're all in trouble. <laughs> Oh. So what's going on, Eric? I mean, it, it, you're, it's your return. How, how are you feeling? Uh, weirded out. I can uh, imagine. This is uh, August 16th, I think, was the last time we recorded an episode. I mean, I've done uh, at least one Stupid Sexy podcast since then. And uh, the Viewmasters has been, uh, you know, kicking as always. Uh, but I haven't done a gutter trash in a while. And this is and this is the mainstay. This is the mainstay show. This is the mothership, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Uh, d- d- yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I have seen Jason. I talk to Jason on a regular basis. Uh, but you know, we we haven't uh, done the show. Uh, so so it's a little weird. Uh, I know that. Uh, well, okay, I'm. At the end of the last episode of Gutter Trash, I announced uh, the comic that we were going to read to review. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I fully went into it knowing that uh, it was a horrible piece of shit comic. And uh, slight, after that is when Jason sort of needed to take kind of a mental health break of sorts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly was afraid that it was the comic that did it. That it was just so bad that it broke Jason. And and who? What comic was this? Uh, it was called Tales of Ordinary Madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, written by a guy. I think his name was Malcolm Byrne, uh, but it was drawn by an artist uh, by the name of Mike Allred, uh, who is uh, more famous for Madman, uh, 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 X Force, Ecstatics. Uh, he's currently drawing Silver Surfer. Uh, you know, very, very well-known, respected artist. Uh, but this was uh, one of his first works uh, in the early '90s. And it's uh, that bad of a piece of crap that you think that it broke Jason. I think so. Wow, because it's a terrible fucking comic. Wow, so it is a terrible fucking comic. Be forewarned: if you're a creative person, do not read this comic book. No, it will break you. It might break you indeed. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I, I know that I totally just gave away the review for that book, but like I said, uh, by the time Jason comes back, I'm assuming we won't be reviewing that comic at that point. Cause, uh, you'll, you'll have to have a welcome back episode. Yeah, but that would also mean since it's been months that uh, we would have to reread it again, and <laughs> I for sure don't want to do that. And I'm pretty sure if it broke him, he is not wanting to do that as well. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so I decided, uh, like I said, uh, it just would not be the same to, to not have, uh, Gutter Trash celebrating Halloween. 
So uh, I knew you guys would probably be down for it. Of course. And of course. Uh, so I uh, invited you over, and we uh, we watched a movie. A motion picture, if yes, you will. Yes, we did. A horror picture. Yeah. I guess. It's a horror picture. Duh. It's a, it's a, it's a horror film slash part documentary. Because it's like reenactments. It's, uh, yeah. It's, <coughs> it's got a lot of tropes of a horror movie in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we watched the movie, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yes. Or as Eric will call it, The Town That Dreaded Sparky. <laughs> or Spark, Spark Plug. plug. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> So, okay, so I, I invited you over, uh, I give you, like, a list of movies to, to pick, uh, you foisted that responsibility back onto me, <laughs> and, um, I chose poorly. I chose very poorly. Oh, wow, you did not like it. Did not like it. I absolutely hated this movie. What, 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 what did you hate? What did you hate? Um, it's not really a horror movie. Uh, it is a movie about a serial killer, mm-hmm. uh, a masked serial killer at that, uh, but it is also mostly the most boring episode of Law & Order that I have ever watched in my life, and there are some boring episodes of Law & Order out there. <laughs> I will agree, it is a little slow-paced. I um, fell asleep. Oh, I, I've seen. Yep. <laughs> I did see. Um, it's a little slow-paced. Um, I do appreciate it. It's, uh, was made by Charles B. Pierce. Yes. Uh, the same gentleman who brought you such classics as The Legend of Boggy Creek. Right. Um, and if you've seen that, you know, it's, it follows the same kind of formula with the, the docudrama where it's, you know, like reenactments and that kind of things. Uh, or not really reenactments <coughs> slash pseudo documentary is, is, I guess is the right word. Based on a true story. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, based on the true. Uh, Texarkana Killer, the Phantom Killer, yes. or the Moonlight Killer, as he was also known. Yep. Um, I thought some of the moments work. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, for instance, the Don Wells. For people that know, Don Wells is, uh, Mary Ann on Gilligan's Island. She yep. has a part in it. Yep. And there is a scene where he is chasing her through like a cornfield and, and all that. And I think that segment was really solid. Um, the things that don't work, and I'm sure it's something that Eric will definitely back me up, is some of the comedy aspects of All film. of the comedy aspects of this movie are completely 100% out of place. And, and, and it almost makes you wonder if, if, like, Charles B. Pierce added those elements because he thought, since it was based on a true subject, if he lightened the mood, almost like... Like what a horror host would do, where it lightens the mood if you're supposed to be like too involved for the time. You know, I'm sure it was pretty frightening as far as realizing that this guy was real and that he was out there. And granted, they took a lot of liberties because if you read about the real case, half of that movie is not right based on any actual fact. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if that's why he added the elements of comedy is to try to lighten the mood. But it does really, I don't know, it just really takes you out of certain elements when it's like you just witness 
like a murder of these this young couple and then you see like a goofball Barney Fife character threatening people on a phone or crashing a car into a lake. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it totally belongs in a different movie. Or just not in any movie at all, because it just <laughs> never works. Uh, Charles B. Pierce actually plays the bumbling officer. Uh, I also, I don't know, did he just want to be in this movie so badly that he wrote this role for himself? It's possible. It's possible. Uh, I've only actually ever seen one of his other movies. Uh, watched it actually just about a week or two ago. Uh, the Evictors. That's a strange movie. It's very strange. That's a strange movie. Uh, better than this one. Uh, still not great. Uh, but, but also doesn't, I mean, there's some weird moments in that one, but, uh, there's no straight out comedy. Yeah. And this movie is, has just straight up comedy. And it, and it's weird because it's, it's almost slapstick comedy. It absolutely is. And that's, and again, if he wanted to be humorous, okay, there you could slightly do it, but it is slapstick yeah. at times, and, and and I think that's that is one of the movie's flaws. See, I'm the opposite. I really do enjoy the movie, um, but I solely, even the first time I ever watched it as a teenager, the comedy bits, I was always like, I, I don't get this. Like, I don't understand why this is here. Well, you and I are of opposite minds on this. I love a horror comedy. And you prefer uh, straight horror. To, to not have uh, comedy mixed in with your horror. You you do not like having your peanut butter in that chocolate. No, yeah, because I, I can I get so much crap because I hate movies like Shaun of the Dead, right, and, and things of that nature. Get out of my house. I don't. I know people love people love that stuff, but I cannot get into Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is the world's most perfectly written movie. Uh huh. <laughs> perfectly written <laughs> there is not a flaw in that script anywhere that is an airtight comedic genius movie we will agree to disagree on this sir <laughs> it is so beautifully written every single line in that movie that is spoken is the perfectly crafted joke that is a perfect movie we're talking about spark plug right we are talking about Shaun of the dead oh okay i thought we were talking about Town that dreads sundown spark plug. <laughs> I would like to forget this movie as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> well, was there any parts of the movie that you did think worked that you actually, when you seen it, you were like, "Oh, that that scene worked." No, uh, not not a bit. Uh, I mean, just almost every scene in this movie felt like it belonged in a different movie than was actually happening. Uh, the cop scenes all belonged in a different movie. The killer scenes all belonged in a different type of movie. And then, of course, the fucking spark plug uh, just belongs in, in hell. <laughs> so, so, like, you didn't, like, think, like, the, uh, like I said, the Don Wells scene, like... It was, I mean... Like, individually taken, uh, the horror scenes tend to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the scenes of him, you know, stalking his victims, uh, tend to work. But, uh, then there was, like, the couple that he kills sort of in the middle, I think it's like the third victims, mm -hmm. uh, which 
also seemed out of place for like what had been established already. Uh, like, I mean, he tortures a woman with a trombone. It's what? <laughs> well, the, to be fair, the reason the trombone is in there is because on one of the real victims, they found where she was in a band, and they found the trombone close to the body. So right. I think they, but I mean. Strangely enough, that scene is probably the most iconic scene from it. Like when people reference that movie, it's always the trauma. Oh, scene. I'm sure, yeah, because it's memorable. Mm-hmm. But it it's so weird and out of place, <laughs> and like you know, it's the only time that the movie gets into what I would probably classify as torture porn, because <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, and the thing is, like, it's so bloodless yeah. and, and not gory at all yeah, or anything the, like that. Because that's one thing we should say, too. The, the, the film is really, it is basically a PG film. I mean, oh, yeah. there's no nudity, no violence, no cursing. Nope. I mean, it's just straightforward, explains the case, mixed in with slapstick comedy. And there is a lot of... um police drama where they're trying to figure out who it is and and that's one thing if people are wanting to watch this movie because they think it's like a slasher film right especially since it was like referenced in movies like scream and stuff like that which is a slasher film you go into this it's not a slasher film no like not at all but it has slasher tropes to it it does have yes yeah like i said the The, last killer the odes to the slasher yeah (laughs) And I think it kind of predates some slashers for sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because uh, this was made in '76. Mm-hmm. Uh, the events of the movie take place in 1946. Yes. Uh, which was, uh, I believe, around the time of the real killings. Yes. Right. Close to. Close to. Yeah. Uh, basically, just shortly after World War II ended. Yeah. Uh, in Texarkana, around. Uh, the Texas and Arkansas border border, which is what one thing too. Charles B. Pierce, a lot of his films take place in that, right? Because Boggy Creek is in Texarkana as well. Yeah. So at the end, I was hoping that they would do a crossover as the killer is running into the swamp, that the Falk <laughs> County monster would show up, and then they would just combine, uh-huh. and the town that dreaded Boggy Creek would have been the follow-up. But it sure, never happened. right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got somebody appreciates that idea. Sure, I'm Charles, sure someone does. If Charles B. Pierce was alive, we'd make that today. <laughs> I'm sure, sure you could if you wanted to. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure uh, Boggy Creek's in public domain, so right, yeah. it's free reigns there. Uh, you know, you the they uh, the apparently is a remake of uh, the Town of the Dread of Sundown that is coming out like at least shortly, if not uh, already out. I think it makes its premiere at the. Um, like convention circuits and the film festivals, I think it's October seventeenth, so okay. it is coming up. So in about a week or so. Yeah, and it, it uh, it's it's kind of a remake, but what they're takes place in present day. Yeah, and it's about like the murders start back up, right? But the the original movie is a movie. Okay. So it's like they're taking the real crime and saying yes, the Phantom Killer is real, but. It's like the anniversary of the movie they're showing, and okay. somebody starts killing again, like that from right the movie. Here. So they, it's like a another basically a film noir slash detective kind of movie. It looks yeah. like, but it looks gritty, and I and I 
I do like the fact that MGM is digging out the old Orion uh, label that they bought, you know, yeah. and attaching that to it. Yeah. That's kind of neat. I know uh, it's being produced by the guy who produces Glee. Yay! And <laughs> no, uh, American Horror Story, which is uh, one of the worst shows on television. Never actually watched any of this. You, I don't know, you may love it, I don't know, but I <laughs> can't stand it. Uh, the first season was like one of the worst shows that I couldn't stop watching, and then the second season was one of the worst shows that I was pretty sure I was going to stop watching after I finished it. And uh, I never watched the uh, the previous season. Uh, the new season just started. I have no desire in seeing it. And the new season about like sideshow performers or yep. something. Okay. Yeah, every season is a different thing. story or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one was about a haunted house. Uh, the second one was about a. Uh, the second one was about the fucking kitchen sink. Because uh, <laughs> it was a, a haunted asylum and a slasher and aliens and zombies and mad scientists and everything else. So they just threw everything together. Yeah. Uh, and then the third, which I did not watch, was about witches. Oh. And so, yeah, so the new one is about a sideshow. Whatever. It's a piece of shit television. Uh, so Eric does not recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but the Town that Dredge Sundown remake is uh, written by the guy who currently writes uh, Afterlife with Archie. Wow, that's that's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Although, did you watch the trailer for the remake? I have not. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look too bad. I've actually heard some pretty decent uh, reviews for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also heard that this was a really good movie. I, I don't... <laughs> The thing with the original is, is I don't think it is for everyone. Uh-huh. It, it's definitely one of those movies that, <coughs> if you don't, it's very slow paced, and I think that that's what takes a lot of people out of it. Well, I can handle a slow paced movie though. You know, I've I've watched plenty of you know slow burn horror movies from the seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm fine with that. Uh, this was just so cheaply done and just so mismatched. Like like I said, I, I just keep falling back on this. It's like every scene that happens in the movie is preceded by or preceded or followed by a scene that does not seem like it belongs in the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, from the the comedy uh, to like you know, just you know, some of the killings are like just straightforward, and then some of the killings are like these drawn out torture pieces, and you know, the cop stuff is either. You know, just all dialogue, or it's all, you know, chases, mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't gel whatsoever. I, I think one of the things, too, uh, again, I'm I'm pro the film. Right. I, I've always liked it. But one thing, too, that, you know, especially watching it now, being, you know, 35 and sitting watching it again, is they do kind of make the cops, all of them, kind of incompetent. Yeah. Like the car chase scenes, the cops are driving around and like can't control their vehicles. Well, that happened a lot in this movie. Yes, and I'm gonna guess that was probably just maybe a thing of the time period where maybe. just cars were. But but if you look, like the the bad guys driving the cars were not losing control. It was always the cops that were spinning out and driving in circles and uh. and then. 
you know, even there's there's a scene where the the sheriff can clearly take a shot at the Phantom Killer and he doesn't fire a bullet. Right. Like not even to scare him off or let him know like hey I seen you right. nothing he just lets him drive away and then their explanation is oh well he had a shotgun and he, he didn't think that he could hit him from that distance right well you don't have to use the shotgun to hit him you can use the shotgun as an intimidation factor of right. hey asshole I, you know what I mean I see you I see your car especially since <laughs> at the end of the movie when they have the big shootout you know none of their shots hit yeah. At all, but they're still shooting and trying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and they're shooting underneath of a train, right. too. So, I mean, like, yeah, that would take a lot of uh, luck to hit. And they do hit him in the leg, but right. again, he it's not like a critical hit. No, yeah. But they still took the chance. Why didn't he not take the chance? And multiple people's lives could have been <laughs> saved, right. if, even if he didn't hit him, but scared him off to right. the point where he... You know, gave up doing what he did, does. Especially since the killer himself occasionally uses a gun mm-hmm. and is more than willing to just shoot through windows and whatever and just yes. like, hey, maybe I'll hit something. Yeah, he wants, the, the, the killer wants to kill. And yeah. that's, and they clearly state that. Like he's not like raping the women or right. anything. Like he gets joy out of murdering right. the people that he's torturing. Uh, going back to the, uh, the car thing, the, uh, keeping control of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, the, after the first attack, he actually, uh, the, the victims survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the female victim is on the side of the road, and we see this car driving down the road, who, like, just starts swerving all over the goddamn road, and, like, almost looks like he just crashes into a tree to come to a stop. So that's why I think, you know. But it was another man driving. That's true. So, yeah. Oh, I'm wondering, if Charles B. Pierce was very angry with male drivers, and every male driver in the movie cannot drive, well, Charles B. Pierce gives himself the, uh, the worst crash scene. Gives himself the uh, the Dukes of Hazard scene <laughs> with the the slow mo uh, jump the car into the air and then uh, drive it into a pond uh, scene. <laughs> and we also need to discuss one other man. There is this guy that's. He's a police officer. Yeah. And he has a curly mustache. And there is a scene where he's talking to Sparkplug. And me and Eric both looked at each other and said, What the hell did you just say? <laughs> because it was the most mumbled mouth delivery of any dialogue I've ever heard. And the worst is, is the guy couldn't keep a straight face giving whatever shitty line he had. And yeah. It was probably one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> witnessed in a film, watching it with somebody else, because it was simultaneously the look of, what the fuck did he just say? Well, it was, uh, it reminded me of, uh, Boomhauer from, uh, King of the Hill. Yes. Because it, it was, you know, just that thick Texas accent. It was pretty amazing. And if you watch the movie, I'm sure you know exactly which character we're talking about. And then what's strange is he comes back, and then you can understand what he says. Eh, A little bit, a little bit better. He was still kind of bubble mouth. He was Uh, bubble mouth, but I mean, at least you can make out words, you know. (laughs) 
but the town that dreaded sundown. Eric Schomborn does not recommend. I do not. Uh, yet Netflix thought uh, so highly of it that it uh, told me that it was going to be a five-star movie. It did. It did. It was very highly rated on it, on the Netflix. Yep. Uh, Netflix is wrong a lot, and it's and it's 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 a cult movie. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it's well respected amongst the horror community. I've heard about it for years. You know, I just uh, never seen it. Yeah, and people, uh, I mean, have uh, written and did uh, petitions to MGM to release it on DVD. Yeah. Shout Factory ended up buying the the rights to put on DVD, yeah. uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Right, but. Sean Bourne just doesn't like. I did not. Uh, it was very boring. Uh, it was poorly acted. Uh, poorly directed. Uh, you know, it, there, there's a very specific thing that I, I recognize in bad movies. Uh, and it is when two people are having a conversation and, you know, when people have an oral conversation, you know, they overlap each other, they, they interrupt each other, they stumble over the words, whatever. And I get that you can't really, uh, an awe in a movie. Yeah. But, you know, when the camera is focused on one person and then they say a line and then there is a pause and then the camera shifts to the next person and then they say their line and then there is a pause and then it shifts back to the first person and they say their line on and on. To me, that is like the number one sign of of just poor filmmaking. Well, and, and especially when it's um, lawn dialogue, right? Like, that's okay if it's if you if you cut to one person and they have short dialogue, short dialogue, short dialogue, scene over. But and also, you know, if it's a dramatic thing, you mm-hmm. know, where you know we're talking, mm-hmm. and I have this important thing to say, you know, the paused stilted dialogue, it, yeah. it can't work. But but this is clearly, you know, these are people just having a normal conversation. Yeah. And where they are doing this. Uh, Betty Ann, why won't you give me a blowjob? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tommy, you're incorrigible. You know, it just... <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, again, it was the... Um... The weird mixture of actors that he had. Right. Like, you can tell that... You could definitely tell... Who were the real actors that he brought in, right. and who were maybe like locals or you know, yeah. friends that he just had fill in for parts? Because um, like the main investigator guy, you can tell that he was like a legit actor. Yeah. He knew how to deliver lines. He knew how to yeah. uh, be dramatic when need be. But then you would have somebody like Mumblemouth Cop guy who <laughs> clearly was probably not. An actual actor. I who... bet that guy was the greatest actor ever. I bet he really good. I never I did get spark plug somewhere in his live, so it was like spark plug. That's pretty much the dialogue. Well, that was the scene where spark plug was cross dressing. Yes, yes, he was cross dressing and had balloon balloon boobies. Yep. So yeah, that's a thing that happened in this movie as well. <laughs> but you, you, I mean, that's again, I think that's part of the problem of what you were saying about the filmmaking aspect of it is he mixed guys who could shine a little too much with guys who could not shine. Right. 
So some people were very strong actors, and then other people were fumbling, and the strong actors couldn't brain it back. Right. Like, they could not. Once the scene started getting awkward and, and weird, because, like, even Charles B. Pierce himself is, like, he's got some funny dialogue, like the beginning right. part where, you know, he's taking a phone call from a woman and then you know they're yelling at him about don't threaten civilians and then you know the call and then he's right back to it like that stuff okay it's it's funny and he does all right but then when you get him in scenes where he's having to act with the lead detective guy right he definitely does not shine yeah but i mean he does fare better than like some of the victims yeah yeah <laughs> and the victims again you can tell i think were just locals yeah. besides of course don wells Marianne. who <laughs> who is like clearly the only like name, name. Yeah. that that he could that they they hired and i'm sure it was i mean she still looked young enough so i would assume it was probably right at the tail end of gilligan's island's run probably well, how, uh, I mean, that show was in the 60s, so... So, yeah, I would say probably about tail end. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember how long it ran. Because I doubt if they would, she would do that movie while being on Gilligan's Island. Probably not, yeah. So I would assume it probably just ended, and they probably, you know, offered her it, and she took it. I mean, she's a very small role in yeah. it, so it's it's basically a cameo. Yeah. Is all she does. Uh... uh I did read that uh she had apparently been in one of uh Charles Pierce's other films, so you know they knew each other yeah uh this was only her fourth movie ever, wow, yeah Gilligan's Island took up a lot of time, yep, it took up everybody's time, <laughs> so yeah, I am uh not a fan of this movie uh and the, and I find it very difficult to classify it as a horror movie other than. Mass serial killer. Mm-hmm. You know. I see, I'd categorize it as a horror film, but a very slow-paced horror film. Yeah. But on the other hand, it, what's really funny is we were discussing earlier, uh, when we were uh, before the movie, it, it also kind of reminds me of where it could have went to something like the Poughkeepsie tapes right. that we were talking about. Very same kind of formula as far as the whole like pseudo documentary feel to it. And I think if they, you know, the time, times change, of course, but I think it, it's on par with stuff like that. Just dated, like a dated version. I could see that. Uh, the thing about like the Poughkeepsie tapes, which, uh, I don't expect uh, any of our listeners to know about because uh, it is not officially available anywhere. Just look it up on Wikipedia or yeah. something, and you can see the trailer on YouTube. Yeah, but if you get your uh, chance to watch it, it's actually a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and but I would classify that as a horror because the horror scenes in that really work, mm-hmm. whereas you know the horror scenes in this one, I, I feel they all just fell flat. Again, but dated. It is very and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I think if um, because the Poughkeepsie tapes isn't necessarily violent either. No, it's it's really not. It's more of the it's uncomfortable yeah. subject matter of it that is what makes you 
kind of feel dirty while watching it. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm sure maybe at the time of the town that dreaded sundown, a lot of those kills might have made people uncomfortable. Right. Just because, you know, people linking it to a real killer with real victims. While, yes, the names were changed, but, you know, people were shot, people were stabbed, people were... Yeah. You know, tormented I know by this man. They were, uh, the filmmakers were sued at certain points by, uh, families of the real victims, mm-hmm. uh, because the movie did tread just close enough to, to the actual facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I get that totally. And I'm wondering, you know, and, and for us now looking at it, that's why it may not work for you, but I'm wondering if, then it worked like what the Poughkeepsie tapes and that stuff would work for us now. Right. If that was their, like, you know, that was it extremely scary for people back then. Right. Yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, I mean, cause at the same time though, I've seen movies older than this that, <laughs> that were generally, you know, more tense, more frightening than, than this. And I think it just all comes down to this is, you know, just slightly above amateur filmmaking. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a, a, a low budget. Yeah, it's a drive-in flick, is yeah. what it is. It's a double feature drive-in flick. Yeah, and, you know, a, a cheapy shot, quick, you know, low budget. Right. You know, but again, you know, like uh, like I said, I watched The Evictors, which is another Charles Pierce movie, mm-hmm. uh, which had actors that I recognized in it, mm-hmm. uh, and it seemed to be a very accomplished piece mm-hmm. you know again not great but but at least it, it was put together well yeah and, and seemed to be accomplishing what it set out to do mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, I think part of the movie this movie is just that it's uh i would say you know just from at the time a relatively inexperienced filmmaker Could just, be. just you know trying to pull everything together and, and and a part of me wonders too, and, and I'm almost positive he is that Charles B. Pierce grew up in the Texarkana area. Oh right, yeah. And it makes you wonder if this was also just something that he did to like odes to his town, right? Um, because it's you know, like I said, his other movie Boggy Creek is also you know a folklore legend that people claim that is real and. And then, you know, then he takes the Phantom Killer. And right, it just, right. I wonder if those were just cheapy movies that he knew that he could get the finance for. Probably. You know, because he could just find somebody with money and be like, hey, I'm going to make something on the Boggy Creek monster. And people are like, oh, well, yeah, here's money. Because on Boggy Creek, all the actors are actual townies. Right. So there is no, like, I think there's maybe, like, one or two, like, legit actors, and then everybody else is literally the townspeople telling stories of how they seen it run across the street or, you know, eat a potato or whatever. Right. You know? Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and that one is, follows almost, uh, it, it's a l- <coughs> little more documentary style, but it's very similar in nature to... Town that dreaded sundown. Yeah. So, like, they, that's what I'm wondering if, because they were hometown legends for him, if they were just something that he made for the fun of them. Right. And then 
just would attach them to other movies that were showing at the drive-in, and they would just be like the second feature. Right. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, either way, I don't necessarily recommend this, but uh, you do. I would recommend it for people who... I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, though. Right. I would recommend it for people who have an interest in, like, true crime. Right. And, like, like you know, the less-known serial killer type stuff. But I have an interest in it. <laughs> well, then, what's fascinating on the, 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 the Phantom Killer is... Um, Many people actually believe that the reason it stopped in real life is because, you know, he moved on. Uh Because the whole end of that movie where he went into the swamp, that's all bullshit. Like, they never saw him. They never had, you know, witnesses that were survived his attacks are the only people that ever saw him. Right. Um, Many people believe that he ended up moving on and he became the Zodiac Killer. Uh The same MOs where he would prey on people and parked cars. And then he would get, you know, the military boots, um, it, it, shooting people through windows, all right. that kind of stuff. So many people believe that he became the Zodiac Killer. And then, so, like, that kind of stuff's fascinating. But, again, that's not nowhere in the movie. That's stuff that you would have to read on your own. Right. But, I don't know. I would recommend it for true crime fans. I'd recommend it for people who have an interest in you know, what would be considered, you know, modern classic horror because it's, like I said, a cult movie and a lot of people recommend that you see it. Yeah, I don't know. Cause, cause but it is very slow. I mean, it is very slow. I would, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I have a fascination with true crime, mm-hmm. uh, especially serial killers. I uh, obviously love horror. Uh, I just, it's it's not good. Is just the bottom line of it. Uh, it is uh, all the hype that I have heard behind this movie is wrong. But see, I'm wondering if maybe that's what also hurt it for you. You know, when I first seen it, I, there was no hype. I mean, it uh, was just I rented it from K and L Video right across the, what used to be right across the street from you, right. and sat and watched it, and there was no hype. There was no. You know, no one recommended it to me. I just watched it. But, you know, when I say hype, you know, it's not like I've got, like, you know, a hundred people emailing me or calling me about it saying, oh, have you seen this yet? Yeah, but, like, it's websites and things like that always recommend it. And, and, yeah, you know, yeah, but, no, I don't think that plays a part in this. Uh, To me, for hype to ruin something... You know, it's got to be something like a uh, a Dark Knight level kind of hype. You know, where just like everybody is claiming that this movie will cure my cancer. You know, and nobody ever said that about this movie. You know, it's just like, oh, it's a good classic horror movie you should watch. You know, and it's, I don't know. I, I did not enjoy it at all. I just wondered, do you think maybe the one of the reasons too is just because it's dated? And, and that maybe that's because it... I mean, it is definitely dated. It's, like, it's it's definitely dated, but at the same time, you know, it's a period film. Mm-hmm. You know, like even though it was made in the seventies, it still takes place in the forties. Yeah. So you know, I don't think that's a factor in this. Uh, the only thing that's dated about it is the storytelling style of it, and because because it is also very much like watching a very long episode of Dragnet, mm-hmm. uh, because it's even got. You know, narration throughout it, mm-hmm. which is a 
poor storytelling choice in a movie. Uh, movies with a voiceover. Uh, just, I hate him. See, hate and again, him. I think the reason he went that is because he was going for that docu-drama horror feel. Right, which again, you know, that's like what Dragnet was. Yeah. You know, like that, you know, Joe Friday, you know, <laughs> narrating my story. It was Friday, August 6th. I, you know, I just, just got out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's unnecessary, especially when everything that the narrator said could have been told, like, through the actual storytelling of the movie. Uh, but, but they used the shorthand and it just didn't work. It just falls flat. Uh, so uh, yeah, I am, I am just steadfast with the fact that I feel this is a, just a very bad movie. Poor, poor town that turns sundown. And there's nothing, nothing you liked about it. Nothing. Not really, no. Not even like kills women. <laughs> Some Spark attractive plug. ladies. Um, the the guy that played the sheriff was was a fine actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I enjoy seeing Marianne and things uh, at all times. Everyone should. Uh, Better than Ginger. That's all I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> no argument here. Uh, and I say that as a man who loves a redhead. I'm saying that as a man dating a redhead. <laughs> Juliet's not a redhead. Yeah. Red head. It's dyed, but I mean, she dyes it red, but. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well. That has to be a recent thing, then. No, it's off and on. Okay. I mean, because it's brown. I've never and red. seen her as a redhead. Yeah. It's like a light red is usually what she dyes it. And she... All right, whatever. But Marianne. That's, <laughs> Marianne. that's yeah. what matters. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's but okay. It's my own fault. I picked it. I had my you list. It. You, you forced me to pick from my own list, even though the list was from you to pick for. Ah, but see, I think this is cool, though. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a title that... Deserved at least to be on one of these gutter trashes Halloween things. Yeah, people can learn about it. Hear our opinions. I mean, part of it was I did. I will say this. You know, part of it for my disliking of it was that I, while trying to figure out what to watch, you know, I was kind of maybe hoping for something kind of fun, mm-hmm. and uh, this was pretty much the opposite of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or what I, at least I was in the mood for. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also the kind of person that, you know, whether I'm in the mood for something or not, if it's good... You can get it, into it. Yeah. And I just could not get into this movie. Well, what would you recommend to, 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 to your listener out there? What what horror film right now would you recommend that they go see? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a horror movie. Well, that's not true. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched Pontypool uh, a couple days ago, uh, which is probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, it is also very slow-paced and uh, very low-budget, uh, so much so that it is a zombie movie without zombies. A zombie film without zombies. Takes place entirely in a radio station. Entirely. Is the zombies outside? They are outside. But they never show them. 
Yeah, they kind of show him, but but very briefly. But that he recommends that movie, huh? He recommends that. I do indeed, because it's it's kind of fun. Uh, it is very interesting. Uh, it is a zombie virus that uh, the the virus is not uh, an infection that one transmits through bites or anything like that. Uh, it is a virus that is transmitted through the English language. Certain words will turn people into the zombies. Very strange. Words, usually words of endearment, uh, are, are very uh, familiar words uh, that, that uh, you know, just for some reason take a strange foothold in your brain and uh, infects you. Well, here, here's one that I, I'd like to bring up, and I, I would like to see what you, what you thought of it. Have you seen that movie called The ABCs of Death? I have. And what did you think of that? That, uh, for the listener, is a movie of 26 short films. Uh, each based on uh, a letter of the alphabet. Uh, it's all horror. And uh, like any anthology, uh, there's some good and there's some bad. Uh, the unfortunate thing about the ABCs of Death is that there are 26 of them, which means that there's only some good and like 20 bad. See, I felt the same way. There was, there was some of those segments that I was like, oh, that's cool. And then there was other ones where I was like, what am I watching? Yep. The one that I'm sure that you probably feel the same about was the one where the little Japanese girl the farting farts, one? and then like this girl, there's like a gas attack or something. Yeah. And the girl wants to die by smelling this other girl's farts. Yep. And it's the strangest, stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I definitely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about a year or two since I saw it, but uh, I do definitely remember that one for sure. Uh, yeah, and I don't think that's even the worst one. <laughs> now, there's some, there's some too that are just don't really make any sense. Right. And there's some that are like really, I'm I'm not like a person that's easily shaken or or anything like that. But there are some that there was one that like was I was kind of like, what is the point? And it's not like uncomfortable, but it kind of is uncomfortable. Where it's the guy and he's trying to kill the girl in the bathtub, and it's like he like is torturing her and he injects her with like Drano or something, and she's like dying in this bathtub. And then like that's the whole payout is this poor girl like getting ready. Yeah, that like that yeah. is just like I don't quite get it because. Most of them are really silly and dumb. Right. Like. Oh yeah. Like there's even a couple animated ones. Yes. And, and like they're just silly and dumb. And then there's a few like serious ones. There's like that vampire one that's from like the first person view of the vampire. And he's like running through the woods and like the, the preacher and all the people are chasing it down. And it almost has like an evil dead-ish kind of feel to uh, it. Like that one's like cool and straight horror, but. I don't know, that one was just, I don't know, kind of out of place because it was almost like they were trying to be shocking just to be like, I'm hardcore, you know, right. look what I did. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, that's a movie that I would not recommend. I would, yeah, I, I generally wouldn't recommend that one either. Uh, they are making a part two, though, yeah, they unfortunately. Are, yeah. <laughs> And I'll probably wind up watching it. Because, uh, sure again, there will be like four that are just great. Yep. Uh, have you seen the VHS movies? 
I have not. I actually do want to see those, though. I would have actually picked one of those, except that I've already seen them, like, three times each. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're excellent. Like, my brother uh, recommended them to me, too, and said that he thought that I would like them. But I have not bitten the bullet yet and watched them. I, I would recommend them. Uh, but the thing, you know, again, it's an anthology, so there's uh, a couple really good ones, and then there's a couple really weak ones. Uh... You know, and I think that goes for both of the movies, uh, VHS 1 and VHS 2. Isn't uh, the uh, VHS guy, isn't he the one that's now making the new Friday the 13th movie next year? I don't know, because there's, you know, it's different directors, so. I thought it was the guy, like the head guy, that guy that put it, all the VHS stuff together. I don't know. I think he might be doing the new Friday the 13th. Which- okay. I mean, if those movies are good, as far as, like, you know, he chose the right things and, and knew how to put it together, yeah. could be hope for the Friday the 13th thing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Unless it's going to be a found footage Friday the 13th. I know. Which, that that trend is getting... Talk about beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. It, it, if done right, it can, it can work. be good. Yep. It, it, but the problem is, is it, it's the same thing that horror has went through through the ages. Like, right now, it's like a lot of the low-budget stuff is found footage, straight found footage. And that's all. I blame that resurgence, you know, like Blair Witch and Last Broadcast and all that started the big trend of it. Right. Then it died down. And then once those paranormal activity movies started, then it brought it back up. Just like there for a while where every horror film had to be 3D. Oh, it's in 3D. Well, every movie has to be in 3D. A lot of them now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the the other trend that's really starting to get on my nerves in the horror genre is the possession slash ghost movies that are all like PG. And they rely on just the, you know, scares. There's no real... Incentives, it's just the loud noise. Oh, the window fell. Oh, and people scream in the theater. That stuff is starting to get on my nerves a little bit too. Don't get me wrong, some of, just like on any kind of genre and, and, and things, there's good ones and then there's bad ones, but I just can't wait for it to kind of move away from the possession and, and ghost movies. <laughs> like, please, like, start going away from it a little bit. I can't think of what I've seen. Oh, I've seen so many. The Conjuring, The Last Exorcism. I mean, and they go on and on and on. Yeah, I saw The Last Exorcism, which I thought was actually pretty enjoyable. It's it's that and The Conjuring. That's why I mentioned those two, because they are actually decent ones. They're like the good ones yeah. out of that, uh, that I did, trend. I did not see The Conjuring. Uh, I did see the first Paranormal Activity, which I liked. Uh, did not see any of the sequels. And don't waste it. The I, first one's okay because it has some cool moments right. to it. This, the, from there on, it kind of just. Yeah, goes I have zero interest in seeing any of the sequels. I had zero interest from the jump. Yeah. As soon as they said, hey, sequels are coming, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> now, nah, I'll stick with this one. And then when they said, hey, here's a sequel, especially for Latinos, I said, especially no thank you. <laughs> Not going to do it. Nope. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, as a, uh, as a half Latino, I do not need you to... You know, specifically tailor a horror movie to me because I'm gonna watch a horror movie anyway. So you didn't want to see Paranormal Activity, the marked ones? Nope. <laughs> I did not either. I didn't waste my time on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I did like Insidious. 
Insidious is good. Yeah. And I like the second one on that one, too. I have not seen that yet. Second one's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh... I know I've been, uh, you know, since I started dating my girlfriend, I've been, uh, forcing her to watch, uh, various, uh, old horror movies that, that I enjoy because, uh, she has not seen any of them. Uh, we often find ourselves in arguments over, uh, whether a movie was good or bad, uh, where she clearly enjoyed it and she clearly thought it was a good movie, but keeps saying that it's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such as From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, wow. Or, she uh, keeps saying From Dust Till Dawn is bad? She's like, yeah, it's such a bad movie, but I loved it. You know, it's that kind of thing. Movie. <laughs> but it's not a bad movie. No, it's not. And that's the thing. Like, well, But the thing is, like, it's one of those things where they did it on purpose to be bad. Yeah. Like, any part of it that is bad is done because that's it's what they the want. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and she's like... So we just get getting into like this, all of this philosophical arguments over, you know, is it a bad movie if they make it bad on purpose? You know, it's like, well, no, because that's what they wanted to do. So yeah. it's actually a really good movie. Yes. It's like Machete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be that way. Right. <laughs> uh, but the reason we watched uh, From Dust Till Dawn was because for some fucking reason, I felt the overwhelming desire to watch all ten episodes of the From Dust Till Dawn television series. I have not seen those because I've heard nothing but bad. Don't! Yeah. Ever. Ever watch it. It is the most pointless thing in the world. Where did those even originally air? The El Rey Network, which Uh, is uh, Robert Rodriguez's own network, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, and I guess part of that was that he decided that he was going to remake the From Dust Till Dawn movie and stretch it out to ten hours instead of just being a perfect little two-hour schlockfest. Is there any known actors in this thing? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. The, uh, Michael Parks part, uh, as the, uh, the sheriff that gets killed in the first five minutes of, uh, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, is played by Don Johnson. Nice. Uh, let's see. The Harvey Keitel role is played by Robert Patrick, uh, your <laughs> friend and mine. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Patrick. Yes. Got to Twitter that. Oh, <laughs> <coughs> uh, Wilmer Valderrama, uh, is in it. Fez from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there, there are Some recognizable names. actors in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. LB. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, you know, the From Dust Till Dawn the movie is like two hours long, something like that. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn the TV show is the movie. It's the same plot, but it is stretched out over ten episodes. That's weird that he would do it that way. Yeah. So, you know, like in the, the, the movie starts out with, uh, you know, the, uh, the gas station robbery scene, which takes about five minutes to get through. It is like two episodes of the TV show. Well, they wanted to make it more dramatic. Right, yeah. And they paid Don Johnson, so that, damn it, they wanted Don Johnson in yeah. shots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like everything that they add to the mo- to like the mythology of the vampires, like, it doesn't add anything good. In fact, it actually just makes it more awful. 
Who plays Sama Hayek's part? Some skinny little Mexican chick. Oh, so no Sama Hayek. No Sama Hayek, yeah. Which, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot the, uh, the, I I can't believe I forgot this. You're asking me if there's any named people in here. Paul Rubens. No. Oh. No. Close. Teach me. No. No. Because he was in the original. Yeah, no. He played three roles in the original. Martin Short. No, no. So, you, of course, remember from the movie the character of Sex Machine. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mr. Tom Savini. Tom Savini himself. Your friend and mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another classic man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sex Machine in the television series is played by Mr. Jake Busey. Oh, jeez. Who plays Fred Williams in part? Some guy. Wow, they didn't even cast the name. Nope. And uh, his role is basically limited to like ten minutes in one episode. Wow! Yeah, they just throw Fred, the, throw him to the wolves. Yep. Wow. Yep. He is basically a non-character in the TV show, and he has one of the best speeches in the movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Where he's talking about pretending he's dead. Yep. Killing all the gooks. Yep. <laughs> Climbing through, and I just kept stabbing and stabbing. Yep. Man, non-character in the TV show. It's a piece of shit. I, I, like, literally, I want to spend the next two hours detailing, like, why it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably will never watch it. Um, I will skip that, probably. Yeah, you should. Unless I find it, like, on DVD for, like, a dollar, and then maybe Morbid Curiosity will, maybe. will kick yeah. in, and I'll be uh, like, ah. The thing is, you know, like, it's on Netflix, and, and you know, it's essentially free. You know, the, the, the fee that you pay to have Netflix. Uh, you know, but the thing, like, I watched, like, the first three episodes, and I was like, this is terrible. Why do I not stop watching it? But then you realized it's only ten episodes, and you're like, I have to complete it. I did, and, and I went through the whole thing. And you hoped it was getting better. It never got better. It just kept getting worse. Not, is it violent? It's violent. It's gory. It's got vampires in it. And that's the thing. Like, the movie does, like, the perfect thing where, like, if, if for some reason you were able to go and watch From Dust Till Dawn without knowing a thing about it, like, at the 45 minute mark when all of a sudden suddenly vampires, and you're just like, what the fuck? It's amazing. But, like, in the first episode, they, like, start hinting at the vampires. And, uh, you know, there's there's snake people. Well, they were kind of snake people in that, too. Uh, they got, like, really. that weird scaly skin. Like, But but they also all turned into bats and stuff and, yeah, and bat yeah. creatures. And, yeah. You know, but remember Sama Hayek, when she turned and she puts her head down, she, she kind of has, like, a snaky look a little bit. to her. So I think that's what they were pulling from was just that one moment. <laughs> Uh, because all the other vampires in the movie are, like, traditional yeah. vampires. Yeah. And, like, Tom Savini turns into a giant rat! Uh, but Is that in the, the, the TV show? No. Nope. No giant rat. No giant rat. No, man. Because, because Sex Machine is actually an undercover archaeology professor. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Does he still have the little PB gun he, thing? He does, he does indeed. Uh, he uses it, like, once. Speaking of the little PP gun, uh-huh. Machete Kills, have you seen that? I have not. Oh. 
Little pee pee gun has an appearance. In oh, <laughs> I'll get around to it. You need to. It has a little pee pee guns in it. It's on Netflix. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm um, upset that I did not get to see it in the theater. Me too. Me too. I had to miss it in the theater as well. Yeah. It didn't last long. No, it did like, not. Like I, I went to go see it. Uh, you know, because that was back when I was seeing like a movie or two a week. Right. And uh, I went to check it, and like the local theater. Must have only ran it for a week because by the next week I came to see it and it was gone. Yeah. And it was almost the same thing as Lords of Salem. Like if you didn't see it in that first week, good luck because oh, you yeah. weren't going to see it. It was there for one weekend. Yep. Yeah. I was lucky enough to catch that one. I did I, catch that I one. I did catch that one also. What'd uh, you think of that? It was awful. It's greed. <laughs> I will say it was, it was a terrible movie. I will say, out of all of Zombies things, next to, as far as, like, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, you can tell he made the movie that he wanted to make. Right. And then he made those Halloween movies, which the first one was good. That second one's a, a piece of shit. I haven't seen it. It's a, it's a piece of shit. Uh. And I will say, like... You can tell Zombie's heart was into that movie, right. Lords of Salem. Like you could tell, like he he had passion for it. But most of the time, like he just tries to do that same old, same old bullshit, Rob Zombie, like shock you kind of stuff with like the weird face priest, like jerking off, and then like and it like it adds nothing to the movie. So you're just like, why is this here? Like you're building up this character. Who's was a recovering drug addict and and all this and these witches are basically trying to manipulate her brain right and then all of a sudden <clears throat> oh yeah by the way there's just like a hallway full of jerking off priests isn't that awesome and uh, I'm controversial and it was like I don't think that was what he was going for I don't know I think the, there was stuff that was cut out of the movie I know that much for sure uh, so I think that all had st- something to do with that maybe some of the cut footage <laughs> I think. The problem with the movie is that he was wearing his influences way too much on his sleeve in that movie. You know, trying really hard to be, you know, Stanley Kubrick and, you know... A lot of Italian and A lot of Italian, uh, like, Gallo stuff, yep. Uh, You know, a lot of, yeah, just mid-70s horror, you know, know, slow burn movies, because it was slow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I felt that it was just, you know, he's not a great writer. No. So, you know, terrible dialogue. I will know. say that that was the best performance that I've seen out of his wife. Though. Yeah. I mean, she's actually legitimately likable throughout that whole movie. For the most part. So I, I will say that as for her, it's really shown that she's grown right. as an actress because, I mean, does she good do good as baby from the, the, you know, F- f- you know, house yeah, of a thousand. Yeah. yeah, she does good, but is that really? It's not really a character. No, yeah. it's just like her giggling and you know, yeah. and like I'm gonna burn you, you know, and that yeah. kind of stuff. This she actually shows range. Yeah, she a has to show range in it. I think you know, it, the the Lords of Salem was, I think, his most proficient movie. Mm-hmm. You Agreed. know, you definitely can tell that he is is figuring out how to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I think he needs someone to come in and, you know, like, like, I don't know if this is a thing that exists, but I think that the, his screenwriting needs editing. 
he no, needs he, someone he to, to redline, you know, some stuff and say, hey, you need to rethink this and you need to do this. Well, I would like to see him actually have to shoot a actual script from somebody else. Right. That's not like one of something that he's meddling in. Right. Um, cause I, I think it may help him as a director brain out a, a more creative side because when it's not your own, right. You have to try to adapt to somebody else's style. And I think that may help him. Right. Because again, like, or like you were saying, you know, he's doing his own, but he's showing like, Hey, I just ripped this shot off of from this. And right. Hey, this is totally this movie. And. <laughs> I think what what uh, maybe he needs is you know he can come up with a story idea you know mm-hmm. but then to you know get an actual screenwriter yeah you know to to do the script yeah you know and take his ideas and flesh them out and, and make them into you know something solid that he can build from yeah well I'm excited to see what he does with that 31 that he's working on it's his new project okay uh, it, it sounds interesting it's like a it's like a game show type thing where almost like a running man kind of thing, uh-huh. but instead it's like, you know, like other killers and that kind of stuff are in there. Hmm. Almost like that, uh, have you seen that low budget movie called Slashers? Uh, not seen it, but I, I know of it, yeah. It, it kind of, it's, it sounds kind of similar to that, but just more gritty. Right. Like where Slashers is gritty, I mean, it's bloodbath, but it's, it's a funny. low budget, yeah. low budget movie, you know. So I don't know. It's like Manhunt, the video yeah. game, you know, turned into a, a movie. So right. we'll see if it's any good. I, uh, I mean, yeah, the last thing I heard from him was that he was actually working on a new album. So, yep. Yeah. And, and thirty one. So okay. It sounds like thirty one and new album is is his destiny because it looks like he gave up on that Tyrannosaurus Rex movie that he wanted to make. And right. Then, the blob remake that he was attached to, so yeah. it looks like those are dead in the water at this point. <laughs> the blob really need to be remade again, though. Nah, because yeah. the original is still a solid movie, and yeah. then that '80s remake is a solid movie. So yep. you don't need to touch it again. <laughs> yep. Certain things don't need to be touched. Nope. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else uh, horror related that I've seen recently. Did you see Tusk? No, and nor will I. It's it's kind of a piece of crap. Yeah, well, it's Kevin Smith. It's Kevin Smith, who is one of my least favorite directors of all time. Yep. And that movie, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it's just alone gets turned into a walrus. A walrus man. <laughs> yeah, by by Michael Parks. And I will say the the, the fun story on that is. So I kept torturing Juliet that we were going to go see it. Uh-huh. And because it was, it, again, it was just like those others. Like, if you didn't see it, it lasted, I think it lasted like two weeks in the theater and then it was gone. Right. And I kept harassing her and kept saying that this was like her most anticipated movie of the year and all that. And we get there and me and Juliet like to, well, at least I do. I like to get there early For because sure. I like getting good seats. I like. Already having my drink and, and all that. And, I'm with you. Absolutely. You know, get there right before that first look comes on and all that. So we get there and there's nobody in the theater. First look goes off. Nobody in the theater. You know, the commercials now that they play in between go on. Nobody in the theater. Trailers come on. Nobody in the theater. And then I realized 
we were the only two dopes to pay <laughs> to see Tusk in the theater. Nice. No one else ever joined us. Yeah. It was just us. And you know that's my preferable movie going experience. Yes, especially for this because I was able to like react to things like, okay. "Oh my god, you know, right. <laughs> like why am I watching this? Like what is this?" <laughs> and the thing that's the most dumbfounded is when you go onto social media sites, uh-huh. the people who are proclaiming that this movie is like Tusk is great. Right. And I feel like taking them to the side and going, is there moments of Tusk that are good? Yes. There's some genuine moments that work really well in that movie. And then the shitty Kevin Smith dialogue and the shitty Kevin Smith writing comes through. There's one whole scene that lasts for about 15 to 20 minutes. And it's literally this stupid, dopey fucking character that's played by Johnny Depp sits there and it's like they he's doing like googly eyes like crossing his eyes and stuff and he's telling these stories that is the most stupidest fucking scene I've ever seen in a movie I don't know and he's making a, a sequel to it this movie bombed and he's making a sequel well, I heard he was making Clerks 3 he instead. is making yeah. Clerks 3 he's making Clerks 3 and this thing that's like Yoga Hosers is the sequel to Tusk. Oh no, it's uh it's a trilogy of Canadian horror films. It, it, well, so it's not a direct sequel to Tusk. Well, I heard they're playing the some of them are playing the same characters. Okay. Uh Johnny Depp's characters coming back and being the same and then um what's his name? The Haley Joe Osmond and uh the girl from that are coming back and they're playing the same characters. That kid has not aged well. No, this is what's weird. Like, you, 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 like, people say, like, oh, he looks weird and blah, blah, blah. His body looks normal. It's his fucking head. Like, when they show him in the trailer, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with him? But then you see him, like, in the movie, and you're like, oh, he's like a normal dude besides his head. It's well, his head that's misportioned. Uh, there was a, a television program uh, that aired uh, last fall, no, last spring. Uh, it's currently on Netflix. It's called The Spoils of Babylon. Uh, it's like six episodes long. It's a comedy uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire and Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell uh, and Haley Joel Osment. And uh, that was like the first time that I had seen him since, you know, The Sixth Sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like, what the fuck? His head's weird, isn't His it? His head is like a pumpkin. Yes. His head is like a pumpkin with a very tiny drawn-on face. He is, his head is like the elephant man without the deformities, if yeah. that makes sense. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like huge, and like, he still kind of has like that baby face, too. Absolutely. Which makes it even more awkward and weird looking. And I'm not making fun of the guy, you know, whatever. No, yeah. But it's like his whole entire body grew up, except for his face. Yes. Like, his face stayed the exact same proportions while the rest of him grew. Yes. He's a strange-looking man. Uh-huh. He's a strange-looking man. Yep. But I also seen Annabelle, and that was all right. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, the last movie that I got to see in a theater, other than uh, the riff tracks of Godzilla... Uh, the the last actual movie I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, 
the last one I just seen was on Wednesday. I seen that Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah, that was that. It was excellent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you like film noir and detective movies, because that's clearly what it is. Yeah. Which, by the trailer, you wouldn't gather that. You would think that it's like, kind of like a, a, a horror thriller, you know, action-y kind of movie. And it's not a, that at all. It's literally a film noir. Very decent things. Mixed with horror film. It, it, I mean, yeah, it was excellent. Like, yeah. it was absolutely excellent. Uh, I recommend that one. Yeah. I don't watch trailers anymore. I don't know if you know that. Ah, I I usually try to avoid them. Yeah. The only time I see them is uh, in theater. Yeah. Like, I'll watch them, you know, when I go there, because that's that's how I want to learn. I don't want to use YouTube or yep. Apple trailers or whatever. Fuck, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to sit and watch it on my computer. Yep. I want to see it on the big screen. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I just, I don't have, uh, too much time to see movies in theaters anymore. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, once, uh, Bambi and I started dating, that kind of killed a lot of the free time that I used to have for, for seeing a movie, which is perfectly okay. Yeah. I would much rather hang out with a pretty lady than see a movie. <laughs> uh, and she's not much of a moviegoer. Oh, she doesn't like the movies. She likes movies. She just doesn't like going to the theater. Uh, and actually, like, uh, like our second date, I, I tried to get her to go see a movie with me. And, uh, she was like, I really don't want to go. And I was like, I, you know, I don't particularly like going, cause it was a Friday. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not usually a huge fan of going out to see a movie on a Friday night. But, you know, I'd really like to see this movie with you. And she was like, well, it's not. And I said, okay. <laughs> so did you ever get to see it with her? <clears throat> no. Wow. Uh, and then when she found out what the movie was, she was like, oh, I would have seen that. <laughs> and what movie was this? Uh, it was uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> so you wanted to see it. She uh-huh. didn't want to see it. Then she found out what it was. Then she wanted to see it, and it was probably out of theaters by then. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did uh, convince her to see uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. on our third or fourth date. Uh, which, which she reluctantly agreed to and then loved it. Good, good. Uh, where she saw the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy and immediately said, we need to see that movie. And did she like that one? She loved that movie. I think that's a, I think that's the universal hit amongst men and women. Well, I noticed. Cause that. it's a great movie. It's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's a good movie. Yep. I don't know where I would place it yet. I, I, I'm going through my head. Uh, on what my favorite superhero movie of this year was. Uh-huh. It's definitely going to be high. Uh-huh. But, you know, Cap was Cap was really great. Good. It was very good. X-Men was great. Yep. I mean, there's there's a lot of good contenders for the good superhero movies this year. Uh, there's three. Three contenders. Well, I, one that was a surprise hit for me was the Hercules movie with The Rock. I don't consider that a superhero movie. It's based on a comic. It's actually based on that, uh, I forget what company put it out. It's, it's take, based on mythology. It is, but it, it, it's not. See, that's what's really cool about it. It, it takes the, the route of the comic book and I, it was surprisingly really good. Like you would think it, it'd just be a dumb, you know, action rock movie. It looked awful. It's not. It's actually decent. It's, yeah. it's fun. Hey. And then, like, even Ninja Turtles, it's a kind Refuse of, to see it. It's all right. That's how I say it. Like, it surprised me. Like, I thought it was going to be another Michael Bay just piece of shit, like yeah. most of his stuff is. And I was actually surprised by it. Like, I left, and I was like, they 
they had the essence of the turtles there, like the banter between the brothers. You know, the turtles was was perfect. Like, I'm glad to see that. I think Nickelodeon, who now owns the turtles, stepped in and was like, all the stupid alien and stupid bullshit you wanted to do, like throw it out the window and make make us a turtle movie. And I think that's what he ended up delivering. So I don't know. It's it's all right. Like I said, I want it. I want it like highly recommended. I wouldn't say, oh, you got to see it or anything. Yeah, I'm not going to see it. If it ever is on, like, your, your your precious Netflix, you know, and you're bored, like, check it out. Like, it's it's one of those type. It's not going to happen. Ever. Ever. Well, you don't like Turtles? Uh, I got no problem with Turtles. You like Turtles 3? Uh, never saw it. Never seen Turtles 3? Never seen Turtles 3. What about Turtles 2? Uh, yeah, I saw that yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Turtles 2 is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turtles 2 is still my favorite. I don't care what anyone says. I like the animated one that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that one wasn't too bad. Yeah. That one wasn't too bad. I, I enjoyed the fact that it they tied it into this live action. Yeah. It was literally just the fourth movie. Yeah. And they just probably took the cheaper route instead of making the animatronic suits and all that again and just said, eh, just make it animated. Yeah. What do you think of the Ghostbuster news, though? I'm fine with it. What part are you fine with? I'm fine with it uh, being a reboot, and I'm fine with it being an all-female cast. Fine with the all-female cast. Doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, because after all this time, they've always said, oh no, like, the 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 older guys would be there, but they were just, they're going to take the back seat and let the, the new cast, and it's like the passing of the torch, which is what I wanted. Like, it would be nice to see... That come to an end. Bill Murray was never going to do it. I don't know. If you listen to, uh, who is it? Reitman, isn't it? Ivan Reitman? Uh-huh. If you listen to what Re- Ivan Reitman's last interview that he did, he said, Bill Murray always says he's not doing these, uh, this, these movies, and he said, don't discount it. Like, if, when it comes time, Bill Murray will show up and do, do his part, and then, you know, that would be that. But I, I, I just don't like the fact that, they teased all the way up that, you know, oh, you're going to see Aykroyd again, <coughs> you're going to see Ernie Hudson, and, and you know, well, they Andy did Potts. That when they were all on board. But, they, A, Bill Murray was never on board. B, Harold was. Ramis died. I know, which which just sucks. And so I think that was the breaking point, and they said, well, you know, let's just scrap it. Let's my, just make Dan Aykroyd some money and put it to bed. My, my, my biggest problem with it is, and, and I think we're going to get is uh like i have nothing against her but melissa mccarthy you know she's probably going to get casted as one of the the ghostbusters sure and, why not and my problem with her is she funny yeah sometimes sometimes not all the time but she's definitely almost got the adam sandler repeating joke kind of bullshit going on now where it's like how many movies do i have to see her where she tries to outrun somebody and she runs like two feet and then she's huffing for breath. Tammy, identity theft. I mean, it's like movies in a row. Here's the thing. I never saw those movies. I know. Because I have discerning tastes. But, you know, people who are fans of her (laughs) is going to see... (coughs) I I have a sinking feeling you're going to see the same same bullshit gimmicks and same jokes from these people. Yeah. And well, that, I give it I give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't know. until I see a trailer or I'm actually in the theater. 
I think I kind of lost interest in it, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. Because I was actually looking forward to it. The thing is, I was never interested in Ghostbusters 3. I don't, like I said, I don't think necessarily, like, even a Ghostbusters 3 is necessary. I just, I'm one of those people that, you know, when they, when they acted like even after, you know, Harold Ramis died, that they were still going to do, like, with Ernie Hudson, and it was them, and they, it was basically them older and needing to turn the business over to somebody else because, you know, they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they couldn't just do that. Right. Even if it is just Ernie Hudson and, and, and Dan Aykroyd, well, I mean, what's it going to hurt to put them in the movie for 10, 15 minutes and, and appease the people that you promised from the beginning? Because, I mean, they've promised that since the beginning. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. I never cared. See, I did. It's Ghostbusters. It's they're fine movies. And I did. I could care less if there was ever another one. See, to me, there was another one. Because I will say that video game that came out, Ghostbusters, the the video game. Yeah. That's actually now going to have to be the straight third movie. Yeah. All the cast are there. The voices are there. Sure. References to the other movies with Vigo I being... that's what they said when they made that game. Yeah, so well, they basically the... were saying that if they never get the financing right. for the other movie. And then it kind of pisses me off that, who is it, Fox, I believe, dragged their fucking feet this whole time. And then all of a sudden, the guy who makes Bridesmaids is like, oh, I'll come and help him. And then they're like, oh, we'll give you the money. It's because he's a f- successful director who has a couple of hits under his belt. I don't know. I don't. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know why you have a problem. And I know what's what's his name was going to step in too at one point. Uh, when it, Jed Apatow was going to step oh, in. Oh, and at that point, I would say, well, fuck that. Well, yeah, because he's terrible. I agree. But wasn't wasn't he attached to it at one point or I something? No I know he was attached to the uh, where they're trying to get another uh, Pee Wee movie off the ground. And, like, he was going to help try to produce it because he figured, like, the studios weren't, were kind of shaky about putting money. And he was saying, well, I'll put money in and then do it yeah, through that. But uh, there was someone writing it with him. I can't remember. But it was someone relatively cool. Yeah. I can't remember who that was. And I wish there would be some sort of news on that. Yeah. Because that was, it's been a while. Yeah. Because yeah. that's another movie that I would love to see eventually just come out. Again, I, I wouldn't. And that may have something to do with a couple of years ago. Uh, me, Jason, Brian John Mitchell, and maybe Pat Kane were, I believe we were in Columbus. And we uh, were hanging out in our hotel room after a convention or something. And the uh, Pee Wee Herman special came on uh, uh, the, the newish one the the revival yeah uh, of uh, of that that old original hbo special <laughs> and it was awful it was fucking awful yeah but see again though i think the movies always stood it stood away from because that was more of like peewee's playhouse which became peewee's playhouse like you know peewee's big adventure and and big top peewee were more just there was none of the, you know, none of the silly like talking flowers or anything like that. Yeah, but still, it you know, uh, I, like I only saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the, the sequels to that one. And it's another thing where it's just, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is amazing. Yeah, it's a great movie. 
It's one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Next to Ed Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Burton used to make good movies. We get it. He did. He did. He used to make fantastic films. Yeah. Uh, hopefully someday he'll make another one. Uh, he hasn't in a while. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, Pee Wee's whatever. I don't care. You know, Pee Wee's whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters, whatever. I don't care. Anything from my childhood. Whatever, I don't care. I don't See, care I if you make one. I don't care if you don't. I do. I like continuation. <coughs> I'm I a story person. I am too. Like, I like stories that end. See, I don't. I like the never-ending story. Betray you in his voice. I hated that movie because it never ended. Never. <laughs> but see, his mom played a cruel joke on him and she hit it on repeat. So when he said they watched it, it literally never ended for him. <laughs> That would be a cruel joke to play on somebody. Just cut all the movies together, and it would be one long movie, and people would be like, holy shit, this movie really never ends. It's called HBO. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 like, you know, the nostalgia has its place, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, just, uh, I, I have no desire. To see the stuff from my childhood regurgitated in another form. See, I, I like seeing it. I mean, if they do and it's great, great, awesome, let's do it. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm not clamoring for anything. See, I would love to see. I don't, I don't need there to be an elf movie to well, no, validate no. my existence. But, you know? but like something like Ghostbusters, I'd like, <coughs> of course, I'd like to see a third film with the, you know, remaining original cast and if they did you know a gremlins i would of course want it to be a sequel not a remake because i think that's kind of getting to the point of now where it's it's the same thing in the world of video games i don't need remakes and just origin stories of characters over and over and no no one does and i don't need an Assassin's Creed game every year, and I don't need an don't a need Call an Assassin's of Duty Creed game any time. But you know what I mean, no, Call yeah. of Duty, and it's like the same regurgitated. But that's shit what you're just asking for, though. No, because I'd rather have a continuation of a, of of like the story. As far as like for Ghostbusters, I'd like to see instead of oh well, the other ones didn't exist. Here's now they're girls, and here's this, and it's comedy made by the you know. But you don't know what it's going to be. You literally know nothing I know, about what it's going to be. I know it's a reboot, though. Uh, that it, uh, You don't even really know that. He said, he, the, the bridesmaid guy said it's a reboot and that it's not. it does not tie into the original films. Did he say that? Yes. Okay. The articles that I read, which was on like IGN and all that, were saying that he's saying don't, it does not tie into the originals. Don't expect... <laughs> Okay. Cameos from so anybody. Then, here's this. Other than that, mm-hmm. and you know that it's an all-female cast, mm-hmm. and you know the director, mm-hmm. you literally know nothing about the story at this point other than a title. I know. You literally know nothing about it. I know, and I can still be disappointed. Like I said, it, you know, I'll give it. Well, you're already disappointed. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Based on nothing, I can be disappointed that it's not a third. You in are series. angry at nothing. I'm angry you, that it's not a third. You are angry at nothing. You are using my best trick. You are angry at nothing. <laughs> I'm angry because there's no Dan Aykroyd. 
minutes. <laughs> Why must they cut Dan out? Because <coughs> he is busy trying to get funding for Blues Brothers 3000. That's coming? God. <laughs> God, I hope not. That's coming? God, I hope not. Well, Jim Belushi's and, and John Goodman are back on. Jim Belushi wasn't in the second one. I thought he was. I thought he had like a cameo. Maybe he did. I I don't know. I saw it once and wanted to kill myself. Because <laughs> that movie is the worst. What? How's it the worst? It's the worst. It is the worst of anything. <laughs> Next thing you're going to know. Uh, what, the what town else? that dreaded sundown is better than Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, wow. <laughs> if anything, because it is three hours shorter. <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000. It is was. That, is that the worst movie you think you've ever seen? Uh, probably not, but it's in the bottom ten. Wow. For sure. What? For sure. What is the worst movie you've ever seen? <sighs> Off the top of my head, I am going to say Ultraviolet. I barely even remember that movie. Yeah, I saw that in the fucking theater. <laughs> Did you walk out? Uh, no. If it, the, the, the person that I was with, uh, loved it. Uh, I hate when that happens. Uh, uh, a similar situation happened when, uh, that, that same person and I went to see Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 is a major letdown. It's a horrible movie. When they turned Nemesis into a good guy, I was dumbfounded. <laughs> when they walked through a graveyard. Zombies are coming back. Why not? <laughs> I think the worst movie I've seen that I can, off the top of my head, and it was something I seen in the theater, was The Ninth Gate. I fucking hated that movie so bad. I like The Ninth Gate. Oh, God. That's the only movie, swear to God, that's the only movie I left the theater before it was over. And the girl that I took there, like, on a pseudo-date, like, she hate, we were the only people in there, again, and she hated it just as much as I did, and we were both just so miserable watching it, that it was like one of those things like, hey, do you want to just go? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go do something else. I like the Ninth Gate. Oh, God. Uh, movies I've walked out of, I walked out of Spawn. What? Why well, Spawn? Because it was terrible. And I walked out of The Crow City of Angels. Uh, that one's not too bad. It's not good. I'm surprised you walked out on it, though. Because it was not good. Yeah, but I thought you would stick with that one. Like, that's not... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, sh- pile of shit, you know? <laughs> uh, pile of shit movie I did not walk out on was Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, let's see. I know that uh, there are thousands of movies that next... Netflix thinks I love because I watched like the first 10 minutes of it and said, fuck this. And now it just thinks, because you watched, eh, here's something recommended for you. And it's another movie just like it. Probably, yeah. Like Ghost Rider 2? <laughs> sure, yeah. Did you watch Ghost Rider 2? I watched about half an hour of Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider 2 is, I think, a comedy. I'm almost positive that that's not an action movie, that it's a comedy. Uh, then I failed to see where the funny parts were. The funny parts are, are that the absolute terrible acting of Nicolas Cage, there is a scene where he is trans, 
forming into Ghost Rider, and they have him on the bike, and he's supposedly driving, you know, like, 100 miles an hour, and he is making these stupid-ass fucking faces on the bike as he's supposedly getting ready to turn into the Ghost Rider. I'm almost positive it's a comedy. Yeah. I'm, I don't think, I don't see how anyone could take that movie serious. Well, I mean, you know, it was directed by the guys who did Crank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the trailer for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and said, well, this looks like the movie that I would want to see. Uh, and then I watched a half hour of it and I said, uh, no, it is not. No. Cause it's, it's bad. It's terrible and boring. It's and, bad. uh, like, you know, his Ghost Rider Vengeance pennant stare thing he does it like six times in a row and each time takes like 10 minutes ah, it's bad it's a terrible 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 fucking movie uh the only amusing part i found was the villain who when he touches things they rot mm-hmm. uh and he grabs a twinkie and uh, it's the only thing that he can eat because it did rot in his hand because it's a twinkie and twinkies last forever exactly twinkie the kid lives on <laughs> yeah uh i will say this uh did you ever see the movie drive angry no. No? That is the movie that Ghost Rider should have been. That's what I heard. I heard that one's pretty good. It is pretty fun. I like, uh, I like William Fickner. Uh, he's, he's good in stuff, even though he was also in Ultraviolet. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Drive Angry is the movie that Ghost Rider should have been. It's about a guy who escapes from hell in a fast vehicle. Uh, he's got a shotgun that shoots, uh, hellfire. And, uh, he is, uh, fighting, uh, devil worshippers. Oh, it's, yeah. you know, the devil's in a cage. Yeah, in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he gets his eye shot out in it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's the movie that Ghost Rider should have been. Instead, we got Ghost Rider. Exactly. <laughs> with, uh, Sam Elliott riding with him through the desert, only to turn around at the last minute and say, well, bye. Yeah, that was pretty great. It's like one last ride, and then they like you. It like, was oh. literally yeah. a last ride, and then he's like, "Yep, battle's about to happen. I'll see you later." <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit! That one's that's probably those Ghost Rider movies are up there with some of the worst comic book movies ever made. Yeah, it's up there with Electra. I never saw that. Oh god, that was bad. It's Electra and, for me, Batman Forever. I fucking hate Batman Forever. Here's my, 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 you know, we uh, on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we talk about Batman pretty much every episode uh, in the Batman movies. Uh, and I have a very special relationship with Batman and the Batman movies in that my opinion is uh, not the same as every single other person on the face of the planet's. Uh, I think Batman and Robin is the best Batman movie. I enjoyed that one. Uh, I think Batman Forever is pretty close. God, that sucks. I fucking hate that one. Uh, I feel like the Tim Burton movies are not as good as everyone uh, always thought they were. And uh, I do not like the Christopher Nolan movies. I think... But, the, of course, the best, best, best Batman movie Adam is West. Batman 66, oh, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. Adam West, but all the way. <clears throat> I think the... Original Batman movie by Burton holds up. Yeah. Like, I still watch it and I enjoy it. Oh, it's enjoyable. I think I Batman Returns doesn't date as well. Yeah. Like, it, it, like as a kid, I loved it and, yeah. and all that. And I still think it's it's a decent movie. Uh, Batman Forever, I seen on my birthday at the drive-in when it came out, and I hated it then. And uh, I don't know. It's. I think the reason I hate it is I'm not a Jim Carrey fan to begin uh-huh. with, 
and Jim Carrey's just Jim Carrey in it. Like, there's no... I mean, it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my God, and Tommy Lee Jones as, <clears throat> as Two-Face is probably... You mean Tommy Lee Jones as Jack Nicholson? Is probably the stupidest <laughs> fucking name yeah. I've ever seen on a film. And, and then Batman Batman and Robin is is literally what what it, where it was heading. With Batman Forever, it was on its way to be the Goofy Kids movie. Yeah. And... I mean, that's what they delivered. It's it's a kids' movie. But you know, you I watched Batman and Robin not that long ago, and you know things were happening in it, and I was like, you know, if this were happening in a comic, I would think it's the greatest Batman comic ever made, mm -hmm. and so that changed my opinion on that movie entirely. Yeah, I think people are always too hard on a lot of that stuff, yeah. and I think that's one that unfairly gets judged harshly yeah. is there stupid shit <clears throat> yes. of course the back credit yeah. card okay yeah that's dumb nipples yeah I alicia mean, silverstone i mean there's a lot of dumb things in it but poison ivy dressed as a gorilla <laughs> what come on it's fantastic she was dancing as the <laughs> it's fantastic and it's awful and it's great and i love it and it's the worst but you, you know it's it's no different than I mean, how they treated even the Superman franchise. Yeah. Because if you look, the first two are serious. <laughs> More so than by part three with Richard Pryor. That's when the kid, yeah. the really solid kids movie <clears throat> is coming through. And then by the fourth, it's just straight a, a silly kids movie with nuclear man. And, yeah. you know, it, it's the same treatment that... DC gave to that. I mean, and it's. I mean, I would rather watch those four movies at any time than watch Man of Steel ever again. But I won't get into that. He murders people. He does. That's a horror movie. But he has no Man of Steel. But he has no choice. <laughs> sure. But, you know, the Superman movies I think are are actually those those the Christopher Reeves ones are I. I even like part four. I mean, I'll admit it. I like part four. I haven't seen part four in forever, so I, mean, I can't really speak to it. It's the weakest link, yes, out of all of them. But, yeah. I mean, what did you expect? It's the fourth film in a franchise. Yeah. You know, they they kind of wussed out on, you know, the deleted scene had Bizarro and right. all that. They should have just left it as Bizarro, and it would have been cool, but... Well, they also ran out of money. Well, and they Making butchered it. Like, yeah. the, the editors yeah. went in and they took out subplots that made scenes make sense. I yeah. mean, that I, if anybody, I blame Canon for, yeah. for, for that movie and, and why it's so disjointed. It's not the filmmakers. It's not Christopher Reeves. It's not no one's fault. It's, it's Canon's fault for going in there and saying, Oh yeah, this whole subplot of Superman aging, cause that was, the big subplot is that he kept getting older and weaker, and he couldn't figure out why he was getting weaker and older. Right. And But then they leave the whole outcome of that in the movie. So there's a scene of him in the fucking uh, barn as an old man, and it's like, wh like, what? Because you cut out the whole fucking subplot of that. So nowhere once up to that point do they ever even mention that he's getting older. Right. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Probably since it came out on video. You should watch it again. I should. You should watch I it absolutely again. would. Uh, but uh, Watch it and Bat Batman and Robin together. Uh, I've seen Batman and Robin recently enough. Uh, I'm good on that. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, it is late. It I is have late. to pee. I have to get up in the morning. Me too. 
I'm thirsty as shit. I am too. So let us end this here. It's Halloweeny. Halloweeny. Thank you. No problem. Anytime. For coming on and debating this terrible movie with me. <laughs> Thank you for being the first guest on a slightly resurrected gutter trash. Unofficial. This does not count as canon. No. Uh, this does not count towards the uh, the 300 episodes. No. It's that, just that a special. Still, it's a special sode. As yeah. always. Halloween special sode 1, 2014. Oh, I will be back next week with another Halloween special sode with another guest. Uh, you release the name? Uh, let's see, next week, next week, next week. Uh, my guest on that show will be Bambi Branchfield. Oh. I do not know what we're watching yet. Town that dreaded sundown. Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, gotta trash. Proper, we'll be back at some point in the future, I will guarantee it. But for now, Halloween is in the air and we are celebrating. Woo! Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.